0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth oriented businesses. We say success is now a science. Stay with us and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space. And this is a chance to hear their stories. And today we get the chance to talk to a woman who has over two decades of computer science and systems engineering experience that she has focused into the founding and running of two businesses, which we're gonna talk about today. She's also the host of her own podcast called Outspoken, and we are very grateful she's with us today. Please welcome the founder and managing partner of Vital Up Marketing and the founder and CEO of Nyla Technology Solutions, Shana Cosgrove. Welcome, Shana.
2: Thank you. Glad to be here.
1: Oh, we're so, so grateful to have you. And um, I do want to just take a moment before we kind of delve into the past and to to your history of how you got to this point where you're you're running two businesses. um, Tell us about the businesses that you're running now. Tell us a little bit about what Nyla Technology Solutions and Vital Up do.
2: NYLA focuses on full stack software engineering solutions, largely for the federal government. We process very large amounts of data. So we help make systems that take in large amounts of data, add to that data, process that data and answer questions with that data in as fast as possible. So one common example of that would be All of the network traffic that's coming across uh, a network barrier to see cybersecurity attacks and patterns of cybersecurity attacks. So, that would be one common example of what we do. Um, I also say we do data science. So, that's kind of a blend. Sometimes we have pure math people who are focused on modeling and prediction. Uh, One example would be COVID, uh, trying to understand the spread of COVID and using mathematical models to understand how the spread might occur. So, we really focus on understanding and prediction using uh, large amounts of data and math is our core business.
1: Wow. Wow. And Vital Up Marketing. What what do you do there?
2: We are focused largely on commercial clients, happen to be a lot of women-owned businesses as well. And we really focus on all things digital. So making sure your whole online presence is up and running and synchronized and that you're getting a a great ROI. So we know all the latest techniques and practices. And my partner there, is an engineer as well, who is self-taught moving into how to be online and do a passive income. So I think we have a little bit of a different flavor of a lot of times, I think small business owners go to graphic artists first, and then they kind of tip out at the technical and automation and the repetition of things. And I think that's where our company really picks up its strength is how do we make sure you're extremely effective online? Awesome. Well, I I, I would
1: love to go back then and kind of find out a little bit about you and like what, you know, how you got to the the point where you're running two businesses. I mean, that's (laughs) awesome. Um, I know it didn't happen overnight and there was a lot of work involved. So first of all, how long have have each of those businesses kind of been in existence?
2: Nyla was started in 2013 and it took a year before I got a check. So Mm. one year of uh a mulligan, I would say, uh, before I was able to get enough going to earn a check. And Vital Up has been two years now.
1: Okay. So take us back to to before 2013, then. Like, what were you doing before you decided, I'm going to go out and set out on my own and start this business?
2: I went to college and studied computer science. And I had a vision of going off and working for an engineering firm. So I went to work in Northern Virginia, which happens to have a lot of government contractors there. People focused on federal government solutions. I got a job working on software for a Navy helicopter, the SH-60. And I found I had a passion for working on a lot of the military systems and challenges. And I worked for a variety of companies and, I had a sense that I wasn't quite satisfied with where I worked. I thought that I could build a company that not only treated the employees better, but provided better solutions for the government. So it goes hand in hand, right? Happy employees lead mm. to, to better and faster solutions. And I never found a home that I really wanted to stay at. And that was my motivation. So dissatisfaction leads to progress.
1: I guess so. Yeah. And so tell tell me a little bit about like, then those, the steps that you took to start Nyla, like what what was the, what was the process like?
2: Yeah, well, it was very unclear for a long time. I had no idea how to start a business. I didn't know that people started a business. So I took people to lunch that I wanted to be like, Mm. so I would pull people aside in a meeting or ask them if I could take them to lunch. And I kept asking them questions. This is before podcasts, before YouTube videos were <laughs> incredibly common. I just really didn't understand how one starts a government contracting business. And over time it was many years of asking and getting closer and closer to the line before I finally thought, all right, I have to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the trigger myself.
1: Yeah, so uh, you, I would imagine then that you find it important to seek out mentors and things like that to to help you along the way to get that advice. Does that that community kind of help get the motivation to start?
2: You know, I wouldn't say I had a lot of continued mentorship. So it would be lunch and you know, I had one lunch with someone who was very successful and I admired him a lot and he gave me great advice and It was like that nugget fueled me, you Mm. know, almost like using the Hanukkah. Like it was like that tiny drop really fueled me. It wasn't like I went to him with questions all the time. But what he did say is you'll figure out what you need to figure out when you need to figure it out. So you don't (laughs) have to start with all the answers. You don't have to have some exact training or you don't have to have an MBA or you don't have to have worked in X, Y, Z field, right? Like you will figure things out. And also things change a lot. You know, I Mm. could give you my experience, but technology has changed. The processes change. The legality has changed. So a lot of what you have to do is really just do it and take Mm. that, take that step.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. So you did, you took that step and uh, you said that first year was a little rough. Tell us a little bit about that first year.
2: Well, I had a one-year-old, <laughs> okay. so I was, you know, still recovering. I was trying to breastfeed and I was a newlywed. So we met, got married, had a baby right away. And my husband's house was under construction. It was a, it was a lot of stress. Sure. And I had this expectation of myself, too, that I should be fabulous at it and it's going to be easy. But it took me about six months before I even told my boss. So I was still a, an employee. And then it took another six months before I found somebody who would hire me as an engineer under my own company. Mm. And then my boss, his wife got mad and fired me. Oh gee. <laughs> So then I had like a month break. It took longer to switch under my own company. And from there, it was easy peasy, smooth sailing. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was one of the big hurdles was just getting work as myself. Right. You have to lock up, knock on a lot of doors and hope that someone will give you a chance because in the beginning you're only really yourself. So they're like, all right, well, I, I know you. Yeah. And the rest is just promises. You're, you're completely unproven.
1: Right. Well, you, you don't get as as far as you have and and continue doing that for as long as you have without doing something right. What, what are you guys doing at Nyla that you would say are you're innovating, right? That's kind of like sets you guys apart.
2: I think there's two major items. One is we are incredibly focused on our culture. I was inspired by Netflix's culture doc that went when they transformed from selling out, uh, mailing out videos to having them be streaming and the transformation that they had to go under. And they had this very famous culture slide deck that they had presented But a large part of it is we're going to treat you like adults and Mm -hmm. we're going to have high performance as a team. I also focus very much on being kind of gender neutral and not making assumptions about a person given their socioeconomic background or color of their skin. We are very, very focused on output. So I think a lot of times, sometimes engineering firms get really focused on the tech. Mm. And we are obsessed with the output. So it really doesn't matter that you built something. What matters is how it runs and how it actually works. Like, it doesn't matter that you built a Tesla. The question is, can the Tesla hold up over time? Mm -hmm. And how is it over three months of driving it, over a year of driving it? Can you keep it for 10 plus years like you would a Toyota? Um, Things like that are what really matters, not just that it was built. So right. it's really running it and running it at scale, where people break down, and that is a major focus of our company as well. And you can feel that change in everything we do.
1: Yeah, and is I would assume that it's different running a business that is going after, say, government contracts versus you know maybe business to business or B two B or any of the corporate type of thing. Tell me a little bit about what it's like working with the government and trying to get those kinds of of contracts.
2: It can be very feast or famine. So the government cycle is very slow. It is hard to get into. So it's often um, if you have a successful commercial business and you try to break into government contracting, the cycle of which you are winning work or your work starts is incredibly, incredibly slow compared to commercial work. But in the inverse, it's slow to kill. So it's it's like once you win, you could be in there for years. You could be mm. in there for five years and then it stretches to seven years and then you win the follow on work. Uh, so it's more like a marriage versus dating. Sure, <laughs> sure. Where it's once you're in, it's very relatively stable and committed because you're working on large muscle movements.
1: Right. So the government does it moves slow. It's slow to get started, but once it's there, change is also slow. Right? They don't. They don't want to change correct. from yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, and so they keep doing the same. That's right. interesting. So it is a little bit different. Obviously, working with the government, you guys have obviously found a lot of success. What do you think the the tipping point was for you for Nyla um, to to get you to this this point now?
2: I think it has been this relentless focus on satisfying our employees and attracting and retaining the top tier talent because Mm. we are not producing a widget or an app or a piece of software. We are brilliant people who feel empowered to bring them their best selves to work each day and not just themselves individually, but collectively as a team So how can we collectively as a company work together and create something better than individually, but how do we also work together with the government and our other industry partners to create something greater, right? I use a common example of Chick-fil-A versus McDonald's. One Mm. has a line out the door, right? Similar product, similar service, probably same aspirational young people getting in there for getting great training, but one has a fundamental culture difference and attitude that creates this exceptional experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. How do you, how, how do you guys kind of, what's your strategy for finding the kind of people that you have there? I mean, you're obviously looking for pe- engineers and, and these kinds of, yeah. how these do you unicorns. find this? Yeah. <laughs> how do you find them?
2: Well, you find one unicorn and then you learn how to feed them and you (laughs) go hunting in the same place. Sure. It it is a lot of attracting that one and it's a magnet of like attracts like. So they start sniffing each other out or knowing where the other person has gone because we're really attracting this passive, these passive candidates, right? Mm. Where it's almost akin to car buying where it's such a long sales process of people need to know about you and check you out and think about you years before they might switch jobs, right? Like they might be very happy on a project. They're not very motivated. They know that someday they will change and you need to be the company that they're going to change to when they change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, so obviously you had been doing this for, I mean, it's, I think you said that uh, you started this in 2013 and then you started Vital Up. So I guess five years have gone by and you're like, I'm not busy enough. I need to start another business.
2: <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm is, crazy. That, is that what happened? <laughs> well, I think what's interesting about Vital Up is because I have been so into metrics, data, effectiveness, I also am into style, how to attract people. So one of the things that made us, unique from a company perspective was our software products were more effective because we were tracking usage we were tracking how it was operationally and then we went through the same process for recruiting talent and how do we come across digitally because so many of our people are passively looking how do we know that we're attracting these eyeballs and i would talk to some people and they we started getting some marketing work through Nyla and Mm. like, Oh, my SEO guy can help you. Sure. Let's, you know, we'll give you a small quote. And then it seemed weird to be running a marketing company through a government contracting company. It, seemed culturally to be different. It also wasn't fair to my business partner in the marketing company because he was just kind of an employee, but he Mm -hmm. was absolutely critical to the success. And so it seemed a very natural split to have it be its own entity. And it's got a different feel, a different focus. Um, Yeah. Split it out.
1: Yeah. So, so you're focusing on, it's not just government contracts, I assume with the marketing company. So
2: what,
1: so what kind of clients do you have over there?
2: Well, we do have government contractors as a, as clients because like us, like Nyla, they were focused on hiring is typically one of their major problems. Or we have several mm. companies that are focused on selling products to the government. My good friend specializes in airplane parts. She can find you the very hard to find <laughs> pieces for legacy aircraft systems. And we have really helped her focus on how to get in front of the right government people who have to get three quotes for every piece of product that they order Mm. and why she should be distinguished or why they might come back to her. And she's actually done well in foreign markets. So we did some translations of websites uh, for her as well and prepped her for her thing. So I think we are rare for government contracting because we know it so well. Um, It's easy peasy for us to really provide value in a marketing perspective. And then we also have a very large client base with a orthopedic firm. Um, So we run, they have several offices and several different business lines and we run their entire marketing, um, digital marketing. So really elevating them. And what helped there was the data. Their competitor had really good SEO. And so they've made quite an investment in SEO. So, you know, people are just searching on their phone, right? Like what's, Mm -hmm. what's the doctor near me? They're looking for those ratings and being very digitally focused and understanding that user, the user scenario and where they're coming from really helps make our clients much more effective.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit, cause I'm, I'm sure there are listeners out there who, I mean, most of our listeners are also entrepreneurs. They're also business owners. Maybe they're earlier in their career or maybe they're about where you are, but many of them have probably come across times where you're like, I got this great idea for this other thing. Like, like you, you know, we, we really could branch off and do this, but they're a little nervous about how do I balance two companies like this? How do you balance it?
2: I do think that's a great question because I'm not sure I would have done it all over again, Mm. I think. But I think the marketing company gives me joy and it has a lot of speed. It's a creative outlet for me. I get to tell people what to do more consistently and effectively, (laughs) which (laughs) I really love to do. (laughs) Um, You know, in government contracting, I don't get to decide. I don't get Mm. to say it or implement it or if it does happen, it could be years later. It's like a it's like planting a tree versus um here's a a a pot of basil where you plant it, it's blooming and blossoming. So I think it's very fun to see it. I do think you always have to start in the end in mind, which is what are your real goals in life? Right? Mm -hmm. What really brings you joy and satisfaction? Where do you want to end up? Is it purely about money? Is it about growing as fast as possible. I think sometimes with Nyla being so challenging, it was weighing me down emotionally. And so the marketing company brings me joy in a different way. Um, I don't think that's true for everyone. You know, we're looking at the same trade-off of, should we take our income and invest it in a, um, and properties. Should we take extra income? And I've got an idea for an app and an app seems relatively risky, but I think you have to, with anything, even starting one business, you have to make, what do I really want? What do I expect the returns to be? And is this worth it in, in the long haul?
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's, I think that's really good advice. I think that's good. Um, I do want to take a moment and if it's all right, I'd like to ask you, I know that um, I was reading on your website, Uh, that the inspiration for the name of your technology solutions company was, is that your mother, Nyla?
2: Yes, my mother.
1: Tell me a little bit about her and why she's kind of the inspiration for how you guys do business.
2: My mother passed away suddenly when I was 30. She had a big influence on my life, but I think at the time I was a grown woman. I was married. I wasn't one of those women who calls their mother every day. I think I was shocked by the depth of my loss for her and the impact she had on people. She was very full of life, very bold. She always did the right thing. Like she always stood up. She was the original outspoken person. You know, mm. she would grab people's arms and give them unsolicited advice. Like she would grab a, uh, waitress and be like, you got to finish your degree. You know, (laughs) just really, you just really need to finish your degree. And so she really put her whole self into everything and wanted the best for everyone. So she really had not just a love for others, but a sense of let's do better, right? Like I, I see better in you and I want better for you. And when I started the business, I had been divorced and I wanted, and I was remarried and I wanted to use like a name, but I didn't want it to use my husband's name. I wasn't really tied to my maiden name anymore. And so I thought, what better way to honor my mother and to make it clear, it was a woman owned tech business, right? Hmm. Like, let's be super clear that this is not, um, your average tech business. Hmm. So to expect something different.
1: Yeah. Oh, she just sounds like an incredible woman and, and an inspiration. So, uh, and I love that story. I hope you don't mind that I asked you to share it, but I, I yeah, yeah, I just love that uh, that that's kind of. Um, it seems like she inspires kind of how you guys do business and the ethics and how you run your business is is based on that. I think it's a great story.
2: Yeah, I feel like she. I felt like when she passed, it was almost like her values were codified in me, like mm. stamped on me in a way that they might not have been, if she continued to live and they were so admirable. And I really thought also the point of business is not just to make money. It is a lifelong transaction of how people have felt by the impact I've made on them. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not a, Oh, did I win this battle? You know, did I get five extra bucks out of you? Mm -hmm. But are we collectively rising up together? Because that's the real point of success and life is giving to others.
1: Wow. No, that's great. Wow. I just got goosebumps talking about it. Now, <laughs> I'm not serious. That was, that's really good. I think that's so important in so many businesses. Like it's it's so easy to forget that I think in the hustle and the bustle and, and especially, yeah. you know, with you running two businesses, but you, but, but to have that focus to be what drives you, I think that's amazing. So thanks for sharing that. I, uh, I, I do want to take a moment before we uh, leave. We are coming up on time, but I want to make sure you have a chance to tell everybody you know, where to find you. Tell, tell them a little bit about your podcast and things like that.
2: Sure. You can find me on my website, shanacosgrove.com, the podcast, Outspoken, the intersection of technology, money, Business and Passion can also be found on there or on your Spotify or Apple, however you prefer to listen to your favorite podcast. We've got 12 in. We're really focused on telling stories of technical people, kind of exposing what it's like to be a tech CEO or an ISSE or a CISO or what's it like to start a coding nonprofit aimed at inner city youth. And it's been really fun to share and highlight these stories of what people did to step outside of their comfort zone and focus on building uh, these solutions.
1: That's awesome. All right. Well, it sounds like a great podcast to check out. So um, we'll, we'll make sure to let everybody know about that in the, um, in our marketing and our around this show <laughs> as, as it comes out. And uh, we appreciate you spending the time with us and sharing with us today. It's been great talking to you.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you very much.
1: All right. And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Change Everything. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcolea.com guest. And a small request, if you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcolina. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at Arcalea.com Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.